Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. I'm WSB's Mark Aram. Depend on the WSB Breaking News Center for immediate, immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, or a traffic red alert whenever and wherever they strike. Immediately accurate WSB. Depend on it. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. Welcome to the show and a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 10.07, 7 after 10. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I'm back after my uh, midweek sabbatical. I took off for Yom Kippur, the uh, Jewish Day of Atonement. So I went up to Connecticut, saw my folks, and for some reason I decided to come back and work on Friday, which makes no sense. I took off Wednesday and Thursday, but I came back to work Friday. Does that make any sense to you? Like, I should have just taken today off, and then I'd have a super long yeah, then weekend. You, then, you, then you roll with your parents through the weekend. through. Well, Sunday. I'm not necessarily going to say I was going to stay up oh, there. You, stay there. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I had, I had the two you days. Did, you atoned with your parents. I atoned, and we ate, and then I, but for some, well, you know what it was? Because I missed, I missed the folks. So uh, I'm back here at your beck and call on this Friday. Coming up on the program, WSB uh, political analyst Bill Crane will join us to uh, break down the latest in campaign 26, the ugliest uh, campaign I've, I've ever witnessed in my life. Uh, but the best looking comedian I've ever seen in my life uh, joins us in studio. He is Rory Albanese. He is at the Punchline this weekend. Tickets online at punchline.com. Uh, Mr. Albanese, yes. welcome to the program. Thank How you are you, Thank you very much. Sir? Good. Are you related to the Torrington Albanese? I don't think so. It's actually a very common last name. It's an Italian last name yeah. that means from Albania at one point or really? another. Yeah, so I think that my... Uh, I've, I've done a little research on it, and I think that somewhere around, like, you know, 1,200, some of my family <laughs> came over from Albania, from Albania to, like, flee, you know, flee. Yeah, there's always something in, in Albania, there's always fleeing. Yeah. It's one of those places people are constantly fleeing from. Medieval so. times. You yeah. Just, you know, crazy. Yeah, not a good, those were not, <laughs> those hey, were those not, not good sweet time. times. Those yet, were good yet times. we'll pay $45 to go uh, to medieval times and yes. watch. You ever been to one of those yes, places? Yes, I have. I have. I was there when I was a kid, and then I went ironically once as an adult. Yeah. And, um... I eat, I would say the kid experience was more enjoyable. Oh, as a kid, yeah. there's nothing it's better. So cool. You get yeah. to eat with your hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, they like frown upon utensils. It's yeah. all you can dream about <laughs> as a child. And now, but yeah. now as an adult, you're right. I've been back. It's it's it's, it's a fun. fun experience. It's a fun thing. But yeah. It's not. Uh, yeah. I I shoplifted, stole shoplifted mm. the first thing in my life at medieval times in Orlando, Florida, Ooh. when I was 12 What'd years old. Um, I. Statue of limitations has passed, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so th they had these pewter uh, mugs. I like that you tell the story, and then a knight comes in <laughs> yeah, and like, exactly. he arrests you. Where is it? Yeah. <laughs> so they, they had these pewter mugs that they would pour the coke into. Yes, and it was the coolest thing yeah. ever. Yeah, I was like a pewter mug. Yeah, and I was like, I had never you got out any, with it. I got out with it. Wow. Do I think you, my mom even helped me. Do you know like, that I purse. once uh, in high school? We <laughs> this sounds silly because it was high school, but we used to like 
have we all had fake IDs even mm-hmm. in high school, and we uh, there was a TGI Fridays in my hometown when we would go there and use our fake IDs and drink these big yards of beer, and I stole a yard glass, and then like a month later. For some reason, my dad, this probably happened once in my life as a teenager that my dad's like, why don't you and I get dinner? And I was like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> and then uh, we, he, we went to Friday's and the waitress came over to the table with my dad there. I was like, were you here about three weeks ago and stole a yard pint glass? I was like, that can't possibly be. I can't drink that. Like, she was age. calling me out in front of my dad. And then she walked away. My dad was like, did that happen? I'm like, no, nah, I don't know what she's talking about. I was like, oh my God. She not only remembered me. That's crazy. But actually knew that I stole a glass. TGI Fridays. They don't yeah, mess around. They don't mess around. Where, where are you from? Where'd you go? I'm from uh, Long Island, Raffle right. Center, and uh, Raffle Center, New York. Yeah, All same right. town as uh, Amy Schumer and David Tell. Very comedy friendly town. Are they? Are they both from there? Yeah, both my from grandmother there. was uh, lived in Oceanside for oh, years. It's the town next door. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You drive through there. Mm-hmm. And then we'd, you'd, Rockville Center was nice, yeah. and they'd drive an ocean side, and all of a sudden you'd catch the whiff of, I don't know what was going well, on. Well, there was <laughs> the sound. The, the or whiff. The <laughs> no, there was, a, there was a big, there used to be a big garbage dump yeah, on that's the way exactly to Long Beach and Oceanside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that no longer there? Uh, it's now, it's it's a landfill that was, it stopped using, so stunk. now it just looks like a big green hill. It's You know, nobody realized it's, be, uh, it's very, stunk. yeah, it was stinky. So yeah. did you come up with Schumer and those guys? Well, yeah, I mean, Amy's younger than, I actually was good friends with Amy's younger, uh, rather, Amy's older brother yeah uh, who's now playing music for her on the road and uh and so i knew amy since she's a kid but i haven't really you know her, her comedy career it's funny she she when she first started doing it i had already been i was working at the daily show at the time i was doing a little bit of stand-up but she would call me and ask me some stuff i like didn't really have much to tell her yeah. you know i always feel like i'm like oh man i really let her down i didn't help her and it turned out <laughs> she did fine so you stayed yeah, out of her she way did all right yeah so I, that's whenever people ask me for advice i'm like you may be better off without my well, advice she, she's in town tonight yeah and I oh, decided, oh, yeah, I think, uh, is it tonight or tomorrow? Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, Phillips. Yeah, yeah. No pressure yeah. uh, for you. I actually up against- texted her and I was like, hey, I apologize in advance. I'm at the punchline <laughs> for those 300 people I'm taking out of the stadium. But I, um, I, I'm i a fan of hers, but I, I, I didn't want to go see her at an arena. Does yeah. that make sense? I, it does. I think arena comedy shows are... Are tough. I mean, yeah. again, I, I, I'm not knocking it. It's, it's, it's amazing, and she's, <laughs> sell she it out, deserves yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, believe me, she's incredible. But uh, you know, there's a, there, there's something about comedy that's there's an intimate experience exactly. with it that's kind of fun, and it feels more like you know when you're in an arena, you just feel a little bit less connected from yeah. what's happening. You know? Well, I, for the record, I chose you at the punchline. Oh, very over good. Amy yeah, Schumer. Yeah, yeah. I realized I'm like, why are we talking about? It? She's Amy's doing fine. You guys yeah. need to come to the punchline. <laughs> I'm the guy. But I saw uh, Louis C.K. was in town uh, a month or two ago, and I saw him at the Fox Theater, which is probably the biggest venue I want to see a comedian perform. Yeah, theaters are perfect yeah. for a guy like Louis or Amy because it feels like like you're you're still getting the show, but you don't feel that far away from, exactly. from the action. There's you know? that level it's like of a band can A band can fill an arena... But a comic, you know, but a lot of comics are doing stadiums now. Like it's just the I thing. Just, I, it's yeah, not me, Bill man. Burr did MSG. Amy did M- MSG. I mean, it's awesome. I had I had tickets to the MSG show with Schumer, and I declined. Yeah. I was like, it's not intimate enough for me. Yeah, I want I want yeah. the coziness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will be at the Punchline Saturday. Awesome. Uh, tickets available online at punchline.com. Rory Albanese in studio on the Mark Aram show. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. So before the before we got on the air, we were talking about uh, a, a career hurdle um, in, in your life, but apparently it worked out okay. You were on the Comedy Central show with uh, Larry. Yes, the nightly, nightly show. show. Yeah. And uh, that got ceremoniously dumped. What, yeah. what happened there? I don't know. You know, it was a really fun experience for me because I, I, I came up through The Daily Show. I started The Daily Show as a PA. And I always wanted to perform and do stand-up full-time. 
you know, I come from like, you know, I come from like working people. Yeah. Where you like work, you know, sure. and my like my parents um, aren't. My dad particularly is not the kind of guy you come out of college and go, oh, now I'm going to tell jokes. Like, it's not really an option, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, uh, so I got a job, because he's like a real get-a-job kind of guy. So I got a job uh, at The Daily Show as a production assistant before anyone knew what it was. And I, like, worked my way through that whole show and, and ultimately ended What up, year was that? When the, I started in 99, right after Jon Stewart. And then I ended up ultimately being the executive producer, which was really cool. But it turned out when I got to that top spot after having, like, spent, you know... I was there 14 years, so I was—I would say the first nine years, sort of shoveling coal in the furnace, so to speak. I was like, you know, I don't, this isn't what I want to do. I want to perform. This is—I want to be doing stand-up full time, and I'm working 12 hours a day here. I can't ever get out the no club. time to. Yeah, go, so yeah. I left, and I was doing you know stand-up semi full time because I was like writing a pilot and other things. And then John Stewart called me and was like, "You want to run this other show?" And I was like, "Absolutely not! Like I just left your show, yeah. you know." And then he was like, "Well, it's Larry Wilmer." I'm like, "Well, I love Larry," and he's like, "And I want you to be on it." He was like, "You can be the uh, the token white guy." On this. So you had you had not been on? No, the Daily I was never show. on the Daily Show. So it was a good opportunity yeah, for me absolutely. to like flex that muscle I was trying to do. So putting it together was really fun, and we and, and it took a little while to get it. I think to a place where people were digging it and rightfully so it wasn't as strong it, the, towards the end it got really funny and really yeah. good um i apologize because i'm on the air from 10 to midnight yeah, so yeah don't don't worry I, about I, it. Yeah. And, but, but to be fair i haven't watched the daily but, show yeah. in years and that yeah. used to be that was my dream job i wanted to to write for the daily show and mm-hmm. in, in fact up until my last contract here I had that as an out clause. Really? Yeah, like I can I can break this contract to go work at Comedy Central oh, was I didn't the out clause. And I'm too lazy to ever do anything to to Actually, fulfill that dream because yeah. <laughs> I'm just you know, you get into a comfort level and you're yeah, like of course. Yeah, but yeah. that I just I, I those writing jobs are less um th- not to say that they're not fun and that I didn't have a good time at the show, but it's definitely a there's a serious component to writing there sure. because you have to do a lot of like homework and research. Yeah. And you have to like watch hours of C-SPAN and, and then break it down. I mean, I always tell people, people love The Daily Show because we sort of took all of this crazy news and like put it into these tiny digestible nuggets. Yeah. And Jon Stewart was like, nobody better at that yeah. than him who's just, just breaking things down to their sort of essence. But we had to absorb all the radiation to do that. Like, yeah. In other words, you know how much Fox News you have to watch sure. to get those golden Absolutely. nuggets? So that place, I think... So um, that that's interesting. I would have assumed... See, when I, I interned at a at a CBS affiliate in Hartford when I was in college, and I was like, this is great, I'm going to be doing... And all I did was watch a baseball game and log highlights. Yep. So didn't you have people so we that... we did. I mean, but, you know, here's the thing. It's like, so one of the... I was the guy for a while. I mean, that's what I did for a lot. I was like the footage guy when yeah. I first started there, and I really sort of made my name there as the footage guy because <laughs> that was the job I got. And yeah. I, I really walked into that place at 22 figuring, like, look, six months in, these people are going to realize I'm funny as hell. Yeah. And I want to be, uh, you know, either on the show, yeah, or right, next big thing, right? Uh, it, 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 w- that did not occur, you know. Um, <laughs> and I had to really do every crappy job, and a lot of it became sort of this motivation. My motivation was like these Ivy League guys who were kind of, you know, made me feel sort of, you know, insignificant and all these things as writers. So I really got became almost motivated by like vendetta to yeah. kind of get to that next level but a lot of what i did on my way up was that like just watching sure hours of footage and i would and have logging i just would have figured you had interns we do that. we have in some interns do it, but you know a lot of what you're looking for isn't 
interns don't necessarily have an have eye they, for it yet. Yeah, like there is a very specific thing you're looking for, and it's not to say they can't learn it, but you need people who are savvy enough to realize have that comedic gene yeah and, and again in the interns may have it but it take the problem with interns is they come and go can i ask you an ex- extremely personal question but yeah. i think it's it's long enough you got hired at uh, comedy central 99 what mm. were you making on the oh daily my god it's a daily show when i first started probably four hundred dollars a week before and that's in new taxes. york yeah. you're living with your folks i had to live with my folks yeah, yeah i live with my parents for about that doesn't a, even cover the, a year uh, and a half the long the railroad, railroad. Yeah, co- just about covered the railroad Gosh. and uh i lived with my parents for about a year and a half and then mo- eventually moved into the city but i also when i moved in the city in like the year 2000 you could get i mean i got a place in the east village before the east village became cool yeah and i kid you not there was a rooster in my neighborhood um <laughs> Because they, they were like cockfighting going yeah, on, you know? Sure. And so, uh, like, a rooster used to wake us up every morning um, <laughs> in this little, like, there's like these little empty spaces between the buildings that are now filled with, like, cafes yeah, and whatever. Exactly. But then it was, uh, so, you know, I got a place in the city that was probably 400 square feet, but it was a two bedroom. So I yeah. split it with somebody, and I and I think it was 1400 So we got rent for 700 a month in Manhattan. That's fantastic. Which is fantastic. Yeah. But we were all the way. If you know the city in Alphabet City, we were like in the middle of nowhere. But, yeah. you know, we got to live. You I didn't to have live to live there. with my parents. Which so. is always. A, uh, yeah. Hang tight. Yeah. Can you stick around? I'm happy to. All right. Rory Albanese, he is at the punchline this weekend. Uh, two shows tomorrow night? Three? To, six, eight, uh, and ten? Saturday, there's three shows. Six, eight, and ten. Yes, All six, right. eight, Tickets and ten. online at punchline.com. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Coming up later in the program, WSB political analyst Bill Crane will break down campaign 2016. You a political dude, Rory, on, on stage? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, 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 I cover... It's tough to not cover what's happening right now, you yeah. know? And I, I do use the Daily Show mantra of I try to hit all sides, which people don't believe me that the Daily Show did that, but we did. Yeah. Um, we were, I think, a lot more fair-minded than we got credit for. But, uh, yes, right now it's tough. It feels like it's hard not to mention politics. Did Has that changed? So when you first started doing stand-up, were you... Were you is it is it different material? Obviously, it's different material. Huh? Yeah. Did the Daily Show working at the Daily Show and the Nightly Show impact your your stand up routine? I think it impacted the way I, I know the Daily Show without a doubt impacted the way I write comedy. And yeah. I, I mean, I learned from John Stewart how to do it. You know, so I understand how to sort of break things down in a way that um, you know we would do at the Daily Show. But I have I think I have my own sort of style to it. You yeah. know, I get a little bit sillier. Than the Daily Show did. Uh, the Nightly Show, we got a lot more silly. Like yeah. that was one of the things I really liked about the Nightly Show is we really broke into like really weird offbeat sketches to cover real things. Yeah, you know. But I, yeah, I, I always like there to be some truth behind what I'm talking about. I, I think that comedy is a lot more powerful when there is. Um, and right now, you know, with this election, it just feels like it. It, it feels a little bit like. Um, I'm just doing one last lap around America before it's gone. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's fair. The it feels like it's a last, la- last lap. You know? um, Roy Albanese in studio is at the Punchline this weekend. Two, uh, three shows tomorrow, 6, 8, and 10. Mm-hmm. Tickets available online at punchline.com. Can you hang out after news, weather, and traffic? Yeah. All right, news, weather, and traffic. Next, this is 
The Mark Aram Show. I'm WSB's Herman Kane and depend on this. Whenever and wherever there's breaking news, severe weather alert, or a traffic red alert, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will tell you about it. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB, depend on it. Hey, this is Ray Liotta, and you're listening to the Mark... Mar- uh, In front of 11, Mark Aaron with you till midnight every Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight here on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB Friday edition. Thank you uh, for uh, allowing me to take time off for the high holidays. I went up and uh, fasted, then ate, and then ate some more with my parents for Yom Kippur. But uh, I had to come back because I want to see Rory Albany's Mm -hmm. at the punchline. That was the right choice. Uh, it was the right yeah. choice. Uh, Saturday, 6, 8, and 10 p.m. Tickets online at punchline.com. Uh, no pressure mm-hmm. going head-to-head against um, this unknown comic named Schumer that's going to be uh, at Phillips <laughs> tomorrow night. Jamie Bendel from the Punchline. Um, Jamie? Yeah, you know, we often look at the big <laughs> concerts that are coming into town. Actually, Roy Wood Jr. was yeah. here in yeah. town, uh, who's Lewis a terrific Black, comic. Louis Black, yeah. Lewis Black, yeah. Maria Bamford. As much competition as possible. Yeah, I they're mean, all, it's, a, so it's really yeah. a murderer's row. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Comedians. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. As, as I mentioned in the first segment, I, I refuse to go see a comedian in an arena. I just can't do it. I don't care who it is. The biggest setting I'll go is the Fox Theater. So I'm going to go see Rory as opposed to Amy Schumer because A, Rory's hilarious, and B, it's more intimate. Well, if you'd allow just a moment, the common theme between all of those shows, Schumer, Black, Bamford, Roy, Rory, all punchline. Alum. Yeah. Yeah. All have stood basically on that stage at the punchline. As well, yeah. Aram as well. Yeah, Actually, very underrated. I wish you would come back and do more. <laughs> if if I only worked one job, I would be there every night. Yeah, but I have nine. You know, ten jobs. o'clock is the new drive time. <laughs> 10 o'clock I mean, is the new drive time. I mean, yes. it really is. Indeed, I can come over for the eleven p.m. set on a Wednesday. Yeah, uh, Rory, uh, we, we we talked a lot about your time at the Daily Show and the Nightly Show. I got to ask you this. I don't know if you still if you're still in touch with John Stewart. Oh yeah. Why the hell would he leave before this presidential well, cycle? I mean, it's funny because it would have it would have been helpful to the nightly show had he hung around a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think he was he was burnt, man. I mean, I left when I left the Daily Show. Uh, I in 2013, I had I was tired. And I wasn't. I mean, you know, there's a bit of a difference. I mean, he's leaving. <laughs> he's leaving very rich and yeah. a star. But uh, but it's exhausting. And I think he got to a point where he decided, you know what, I've got my kids, I've got my life outside of here, I've done this for 15 years. Um, there was really no like secret motivation behind it. Other I don't than, care. Like, I just don't, I just can't stomach another America one. needs you know? him. Yeah, it feels that way, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. That, that I just, I, I don't understand. I understand the tired part, and I understand mm-hmm. you've been doing the same thing for 15 years, but gosh darn it. 
I don't know where that came from. Yeah. Gosh darn it. I didn't know we were going to be you, cursing. Yeah, you right. got to, <laughs> Someone yeah. has to fast all over yeah. again now. You, just a tone. You're on the precipice of the the most unbelievable campaign ever. I mean, no, you know, he yeah. couldn't see into the future and no. know that Trump would get the nomination. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I it feels though to me that uh yes, it would be a big year for the Daily Show, no doubt, because of Trump, but I can see where John is probably at home saying, Thank God I'm not dealing with this every day. Because there is a reality I was saying before, like it's th- this election to me feels like we're just choosing how we want to die. And, right? And it feels like Trump is light yourself on fire and Hillary is sleeping pills. And I'm like, eh, I guess sleeping pills, I guess. You know? And yeah. it, it, there's something about it that is just killing like everybody. It's an exhaustion. And, I, and yeah. I'm finding traveling around the country that the vibe you're getting from people in real life versus on the internet or from the media is very different. Yeah. Like most, I mean, I went to Arizona a few weeks ago. I came off the plane with like a lasso, like, let's get some Mexicans. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just thought it was going to be like a Mexican roundup down there, and it wasn't. It was just nice people yeah. hanging out. Dude, and the food, I, I, you know, I was telling everybody down there, I said, I might actually take one of these quesadillas and mail it to Trump with a note that says, <laughs> are you sure? You know, all, all of them, yeah. because this food is too good, you know? And, uh, so there's a component to what we're seeing and being inundated with and what's really happening. And I think that when you're in the Daily Show seat, all you're hearing is the other stuff. You don't get to be around real yeah. people who are like, you know what? Actually, most people are pretty reasonable. Pretty Most normal. people agree that, like, even whether whatever your stance on guns are, it, whether you if walking into a Walmart with an AR-15 is kind of a an a-hole move, yeah. you know, and um, unless it's Black Friday, in which case, <laughs> then you need arm it. yourself. Well, it's it's weird because I I mean, uh, thankfully this is almost over. I, I mean, just thankfully. But it, I don't know. Is but it? Is it? That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. But well, is it? The yeah. question is, what happens the day after November 9th? What happens? And the day after that. And the day uh, after that. I like yeah. The problem with the Trump movement here is he's there's we. He lifted a rug that was covering sort of <laughs> Some, racism and hate. like we didn't solve that stuff. We buried it pretty deep. Yeah, and he and under this rug, and he came in and was like, "Hey, look, a rug!" And he lifted it up, and everyone was like, "Yeah, you know, like, let's yell about black people." Like it. So there's a component to it that like it's what's scary to me about it is it's it's awakened a group of people in this country that were there, but it's unified them in a way that and it's uh, given them a voice, and yeah, it's okay, and, it's okay to say this stuff. Yeah, now. and I understand that people are mad; they don't want to be overly. Uh, nobody wants to be overly politically corrected and all that stuff. Yeah. I get that. I get that notion of like you want to be able to say it and feel what you think, but there's a big difference between that and some of the stuff that's that's out there. And uh, you know, so hopefully he'll go away and he'll do another TV show, but you know, I, there's a component to it that uh, is just it's just feels good. And he might he could win, right? I yeah, mean, it's he possible. He could win. It's, it's possible. possible. Swing state votes, Jamie. What's the latest on the swing state polls? Uh, I'm assuming it's sw- <laughs> swung back in a direction that it was different than yesterday, yeah, you and are it will probably continue uh, to uh, move again. Yeah. I think Ohio is like with a one-point margin. Yeah, Ohio's. Yeah, uh, but at the but again, the I from a personal perspective, and this obviously has nothing to do with any of the shows at the club this weekend. Is uh, <laughs> you know you I'm not a proponent of reject the system, right? At some point. Consider being a voter. There's a lot of other things that are on the ballot that do impact you. There, yeah. It's not just a. It, it, there isn't just one line on it that says president. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of other stuff on there. There's always constitutional questions of one kind or another. And so whatever your whatever your lack of enthusiasm is about maybe the top line, there's other people below them yeah. that really need you to be registered, get out, and go vote. Speaking of which, Jamie's running for uh, board of education in in what what district? 
uh, wherever there's an open you're, seat. You'd be a total Board of Ed guy. I could totally see you cleaning house on a Board of Education somewhere. Yeah, you know, one of these Atlanta. days, Mark. One of these days. <laughs> Political aspiration. Yeah, I love yeah. that it's cleaning house, too. He yeah. just gets in, he's like, I don't know what's yeah, going on. I don't on like this. The first day. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. Um, Roy Albanese, Jamie Bendel in studio from the Punchline. Rory's on stage tomorrow night. Obviously a hilarious dude. You need to catch him. Uh, tickets available online. Punchline.com. So... Uh, now you're on the road. The yeah. nightly show's over. Yeah. You, you left the daily show. Yeah. Now you are strictly a touring comic. Yes. Are, do you enjoy this yeah, life? Yeah, it's all I ever wanted to be doing. You know, it really is the. Uh, it's funny because you realize at a certain point in your life, if you're not doing the thing you want to be doing, yeah. you're unhappy. Regardless of, like, I, you know, I would say that my daily show experience was like dream adjacent. Like I was in the world of yeah. comedy that I wanted to be in and I achieved some success there I did which was nice but it was not the thing I wanted to be doing it's like being a triple A AAA ball player for years mm -hmm. you get called up to the big leagues and you're just sitting on the bench yep Yep. How about and, that analogy? Yeah, it was mm. good. And uh, <laughs> and um, so there's a yeah. So I love and I love being around people. I love talking to people directly. Stand up is like a very pure form of comedy. Yeah. You don't have to wait for the numbers to come in or sure. anything like that. It's just like no, they didn't laugh at that one, so that one wasn't good. You know. Was it? Was that? What was? Because I, I do I do television here uh, on the ABC affiliate every morning, and we get the numbers at seven a.m. the next day. Yeah. So I see the automatic. You know, I get the the numbers the, the next day. Was there a similar scene at the Daily Show and the Nightly Show where you guys huddled we around? We got weekly. We got we got weekly uh, and weekly email that said like you know here's how you did last week, um, and it gave you the shows around it. You know, so yeah, I was monitoring that stuff. But my my attitude with all that stuff from a production standpoint is all you can do. Same with comedy. All you can do is put something good out there. Yeah. You can't control who's watching it. It's not really. You know, it's the same with comedy. It's like you just it, most things that are good are discovered. If they're really good, people, people hear about them, it. word of mouth, people find them. So you have to just create something that's funny. And, yeah. and I think the big problem with The Nightly Show is it took us a little too long to get it to where it needed to be. And I think that in the end, you know, it was probably too little too late from a network standpoint. What do you think of The, the Daily Show now? I, you know, it's hard Trevor. for me to watch it. Not for no. I love Trevor. And yeah. I think he's a great choice for it. But it's hard for me to watch it because I was there for so long that there's like a PTSD component. Yeah, I, I hear the theme and I find myself like under a couch, like shivering. You know, <laughs> um, but no, I think it's good. I mean, I, I think that there. I think that the late night model that John Oliver and Sam B are doing is the new way to go. Yeah. I think oddly, because of the internet, we the Daily Show. What made it special in its prime. Uh, was we had like a speed we had a speed reaction to things something would occur and we would do it the next day on yeah. the show and I remember at one point in going man the SNL guys must be pissed because we're like but yeah. now what they're doing at SNL seems more relevant again because it's you know the the, the 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 best example I can give is at the nightly show pretty pretty uh, close to when before it was done but we didn't know yet uh, it was this summer um, we were in the rewrite room uh, meaning like Larry and I we were rewriting the show with and uh I went out to just like you know get a drink of water, and the guy was suction cupping up Trump Tower on the TV. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I said, I made like a one-off joke to one of the researchers there. I was like, yeah, I was like, what is he climbing up Michael Phelps' back? You know, because because it was the, we were, <laughs> those we were suction cups. Suction yeah, stupid joke, but the kind of thing that the next night we would have done at the top of the show, because that night the show was kind of in the bag. You we already had it done. So. The next day would have been like, hey, welcome to the show. Um, hey, real quick, did you see this guy? Can we zoom out? And we would have done a mock-up joke, and it would have been Michael sure. Phelps back. I went back into the rewrite room after just saying that stupid thing. 
turn open Twitter on my phone. It's already there. A hundred people yeah. not only tweeted that, but the mock-ups were professional grade yeah, mock-ups. Exactly. And the guy was still on the building. So it's like, how is an eighteen to thirty-four year old already not getting that joke? Yeah. And then gonna tune in the next day to hear Here, that's a know, great old man Wilmore say it. Like it's not gonna happen, you know. Life's moving so, faster than the speed of comedy. Right. So but, but what Oliver's doing is processing things. Yeah. And he's and same with Sam. It's like they're taking their time and you know, to me, what to me, Oliver will reign king of that domain for quite some time because yeah. he's a genius, and uh, Tim Carvel, who's his and it's and producer. it's one night a week. Yep. I mean, the Daily Show, the Nightly Show, that's a grind, man. It's a You're grind. In, that's why John Stewart said, "I'm out I'm after out. fifty. If he yeah. was doing one one no, show a week, it's a real job. Yeah, it's a real job, and that's why I had to leave the Daily Show because if you want to do stand, I was working even at the Nightly Show. I was there. Nine to nine, and then I'd go down to the comedy cellar, you know. And so I was yeah. working twelve hours, and then doing comedy to one in the morning, and then I'd wake up the next day and go pack. So Bless I was just heart. tired all the time. Roy Albanese, uh, professional writer, comedian, now doing stand up full time. You can see him at the Punchline this weekend, uh, and I'll, I'll be there, so you can come uh, yeah. share mozzarella sticks with me. Tickets available online. Punchline. Dot com. <laughs> All right. Hang, hang hey, tight. <laughs> hang tight. One more quick segment, Roy. All right. Sure. All right. Stick around. This is the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the Mark Aram Show, finishing up with uh, comedian Rory Albanese, formerly of The Daily Show, The Nightly Show, and this weekend only, uh, Punchline Comedy Club, the new location in Buckhead, uh, Roswell Road, Piedmont Road at the beautiful Landmark Diner. Tickets available online. Punchline.com. We have a game here on the, Mar- on the Mark Aram Show, Rory. Right, it's called, up? Who's in Your Phone? Now, it's time for... In your phone. Okay. Pop open your phone. You don't have to call anybody. Okay. Find me uh, someone's name in there that I would be blown away that you are, uh, you theoretically could contact at the drop of a hat. Give oh, me a wow. famous person in your phone All right. that would uh, take my breath away. I, I don't know if I'd have anyone in here. <laughs> Mario Batali, would he take your breath away? Yeah, that's uh, all right. Breath. How do you know Mario? I know Mario from a charity event I did years ago in New York City, and we became instant friends because, like him, I like to drink and eat all yeah. the time. Uh, and he became a buddy of mine. And on it, on you know, every now and then in New York City, I'll get a eleven o'clock text that says, "Come by, Bobo, and let's eat." I'm nice. like, "Let's do it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good dude. Um, all right, so that's I mean, solid. Yeah, I got some good people. You, know, you said you had Schumer. You were texting with yeah, her. Yeah, Schumer I know. You have, you have Stewart's number oh, in there? John Stewart, yeah. It's John's, but that's 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 not even fair. I have to have his number. Well, no, you don't have to. Because well, he was he was the producer of the Nightly Show. I talked to John a fair amount. I don't have Sean Hannity's number. I you can't don't? text him. So. I, you know what? I wish you did because I would love to text Sean Hannity. <laughs> then you could have finally... Remember Trump was going, ask Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity. I'm like, you could have actually I do asked. have his private email address. Oh, you though. see, I would have asked him if I could. I'm trying to think. I, uh... You know who's a maybe a take John Ham. I have John. Wow, Hamm. that's a good one. John, the well endowed John yes, Ham. Apparently, the, the well hung and handsome. John, that's one of those things with John Ham. You're like, really, and you have yeah. a big penis. Really, <laughs> it's not fair. That's just not fair. Life yeah. is not fair. All right, so Batali, Ham, pretty good. St- uh, John, John Stewart, Stewart. Those are good. Uh, what's her name? Schumer. Mm-hmm. Anyone else from uh, Long Island? Uh, David Tell. That's big. I love David. Yeah, Tell. me too. He, Dave and Amy and I are all from the same hometown. 
That's unbelievable. David Tell's father was the president of my synagogue when I was when I was bar mitzvah. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, he was the president. My in my bar mitzvah pictures, Harold Tell is standing next That's to me. That's hilarious. Yeah. Now, if see if you had grown up in Oceanside with the smell, you never would have been as never successful. As you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My grandmother lived in Oceanside mm. in the landfill. Awful. Yeah. Just awful. And Massapequa. No one's funny for Massapequa. So. Oh, so isn't Seinfeld from Massapequa? Yeah, well. One guy's funny. One guy. And, one guy. And, uh, and Alec Baldwin. So two guys. All right, two guys. guys are funny. That, but they're but the other Baldwin brothers. Not yeah, so not so funny. Yeah. All right, um, Rory, obviously we're going to go see at the punchline. If folks want to learn more about you, follow you on the social media, where can we get more Albanese? Uh, I'm on the Twitter, and I'm on um, I'm on uh, Instagram. It's all at Rory Albanese. I'm on Facebook. You know, I have all the standards. I'm on Snapchat. I don't, you know, Snapchat, though, is... I haven't, I haven't I've, you know, down that I, I wouldn't, yet. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't hold your breath on my Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> all right, very cool. Rory, it's been a pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, go check them out at the punchline, please. Uh, news, weather, and traffic coming up. And then uh, WSB political analyst Bill Crane will join us on campaign 2016. Stick around the Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet, and it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.